asking yourself, you know, what makes you different? If you said like, what is the number one way to help dentists today? I realized every agency and every marketing person I ever talked to were horrible at responding to people. But he was the one who communicated a before and after and made me feel that the Maryland bridge that he could insert plus do the cleanings of all the above, <laughs> that yeah. was specific to me as a customer. Like imagine creating a dental practice and the headline said, the only practice where you speak to no one to get into your seat. I literally was like, oh, I, I obviously do care and I'm really concerned. And what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Or what is this group going to say? What are they going to, is this going to hurt us? Is this going to help us? Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Go. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I am the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. And today, I have Alec from Next Health. He is the marketing director over there, and he's going to be sharing his unique perspective after working at Next Health for some time now and being in the dental industry of what he's learned about dental, how he's seen offices grow, and he's going to be sharing some insights that you're going to want to listen to. So stay tuned. All right, Alec. So why don't you? explain a little bit about uh, what you're seeing out there as far as from a dental side of things, because Next Health works with tons of dentists. Where do you see the biggest opportunity for dentists to be able to grow their practices? Well, Gary, okay. um, you know, I've now been at Next Health for just over a year. Um, and gosh, like I personally, I've spent tons of time not only just speaking with dentists over the last year, but I got a Maryland bridge in my mouth. So I've spent a ton of time with my own uh, general dentist and orthodontist, uh, design that like all this stuff, right? Like this guy over here. Um, and kind of what, you know, what I found over the last year, it's no different than any organization kind of has to approach their marketing, which is really asking yourself, you know, what makes you different? If you said like, what is the number one way to help dentists today? Um, from at least a marketing perspective, which is kind of like my area of, I guess, domain expertise, um, is really just a it's really asking yourself the question, what makes you different? Um, what's your brand story? You know, especially in a, in a market that has, is pretty saturated, tons of competitors, tons of people nearby. What's the, the fundamental thing that makes you different? And how do you then show that difference and show that reasoning to, to the market in order to attract more patients? Yeah, I right? love that. And, and a lot of times what I've heard, because this is, you know, we go through this with practices and one of the things we ask them, okay, what are we going to put on your website? What makes you different? It's like, well, we, um, we, I went to college and we have a very clean facility and we have very, very good technology, like really good. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't make you any different. That makes you exactly like everybody else. And there's, a, there's assumptions baked into those. So when you went to the doctor, you assume they went to college, you assume that they clean it and you assume that they have technology, right? So getting nailed down on what actually makes you different, like as an example, Maybe you accept insurances that nobody else accepts, or maybe you are open hours that other people aren't open, or maybe you do procedures that other people don't do. That Those are the kinds of things that you, from a marketing perspective, get a lot of traction, but there's a huge disconnect, I agree, in the dental industry around that. Yeah. I mean, if you ask any dentist their core differentiation, you know, the classical answer right now from everybody I hear is our team, right? But our team is still so generic, right? You're just talking about people. But what is it about people that makes your team so special, right? And explaying that difference is ultimately the, is, is the difference that needs to be felt 
uh, to patients who are making a decision about how they're going to be treated, how are they going to be cared for, right? Like you have to kind of ask what is going on in dentistry. And if you were to explain this to somebody under the age of five, essentially what's happening is a stranger is placing their fingers in <laughs> your mouth, right? And that stranger who's, who never has fingers put in their mouth, right, has to trust that things are going to go well, yeah. right? It is a very bizarre uh, way and proceed. Like it's a, it's a weird way to think about it, but for somebody to communicate in an online way to say, this is, you know, I, I'm a trustworthy person. And then for a patient to truly understand that, that's hard work, right? Yeah. So for you to just say, oh yeah, my team is the reason that I'm different. That's not enough, right? Yeah. So when you are a dentist, when you are a small SMB owner, when you are running a small independent practice, the first question when you say, what makes you different? You know, at least from my perspective, I just, you know, kind of what I had to do at Next Health when I came here, you know, trying to make the similarity here between running a dental practice yeah. and helping grow a brand for a software company. There's tons of companies just like Next Health in some capacity, right? Offering patient communication, online booking, reviews, reminders. So you have to ask yourself the question, why is Next Health different? Or where's the best place to start? Well, sure, I can speak with people who I work with. But no better place to start than speaking with your customers, right? Your customers are going to use the language where it's not just going to say, oh, you know, Dr. Dan's dental practice, his team was the best. They're going to say it was Cecilia who's running the front office. She remembered my birthday, right? Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? Dental marketing agencies are dead. You got that right. They're dead. Why do I say that? Well, we don't consider ourselves a dental marketing agency. We are a growth partner. What that means is, is we help our clients not only create opportunities, but we help them convert them and close them as well. And that is what's needed in the day and age that we live because just getting new patient leads is not enough. You need somebody that's going to help you actually get these new patients into your chair and make sure that there's the right kind of patient for your office. Now, we put together a whole report that will tell you where dental marketing currently is because there's a ton of changes, tons of things are going on with the market, and we broke down what you're going to need to do to stay ahead of the industry and grow the way that you want. The link is down below. Go check it out. Everything is free. I look forward to hearing from you. Finding So it's like finding the pain points and then speaking to those pain points. So I'll give you an example for us. One thing that when I got started, started this agency, I realized every agency and every marketing person I ever talked to were horrible at responding to people, like horrible. Like sometimes they wouldn't respond. Sometimes it would take two or three days to respond. And, and so I was like, well, I can control that. I can respond really, really quickly. And that made us so much different because I was like, nope, you got to respond within a couple of hours. You got to respond. You got to respond. And so we kind of baked that into the culture because I know it makes a big difference. And something that might make a big difference to your patients is like, we have same day appointments or we have same day treatment or you never have to do, you, we can almost always get your treatment done in the same day. Patients hate coming back to the dentist. And I know dentists never think about this. They're always just like, yeah, you know, we got to schedule and then schedule it and you come in, we schedule and then you schedule again. We hate that as a patient. Absolutely hate that. That's like the worst thing in the world. I would rather sit there for one day, get my stuff all done, do poke me and stab me and do whatever else you need to do and then be done. I don't want to come back and then come back and come back. So there's little things that you can do around those pain points that makes dentistry hard to offset what patients are are experiencing and make them want to come to you. Right. 
You know, it's also really funny that there's tons of, you know, people, uh, I guess a handful of practices I've spoken with fear that automation is going to upset patients. And I'm like, don't you understand that if you were to really think about a millennial, Gen Z, younger or, you know, younger generations, they almost view the fact that you can do things by yourself without needing to communicate as a differentiator. And I mean, at least in regards to Next Health, I know this just, you know, about only 26% of practices have patient self-scheduling, like online scheduling, right? And instead of leaning in to A, doing something that's different, B, that is, you know, something that patients quite frankly want in a on-demand economy, digital first, they're like, no, 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 no. I believe my team and the personal care that we give on the phones is the reason that people come to me. So it almost feels like there's just, you know, people are kind of getting in their own way. Um, And again, like a place to start, not only just speaking with customers, would be kind of like my first recommendation, speak to five to 10 of them, take notes, see the common words they're using to enunciate what you do professionally, right? It may not just be providing dental care. It may be specific services. It may be the types of care. It may be uh, specific people. Um, But then I'd be looking around the neighborhood and understanding what your dentists nearby are doing and looking at their website, seeing how they communicate, right? What colors are they using? What logo are they using? That's a big one. Right. And a lot of times dentists don't, don't think about what, uh, what's the impact or like how much other people around you impact the decisions that people are going to make around about their dentistry. You need to be thinking about yourself as, you know, shelf space in a grocery store, right? You may have tons. Think about like, uh, energy bars. There are give or take between 10 and 20 of them in your nearby Whole Foods, right? Dentists are no different, right? And like, that's not to say that dentists are a commodity. Like I absolutely adore my own. Right. But the reason that I pick him is because he's a differentiated dentist in my book. Right. It's the care for sure. It's the care that I get. But he was the one who communicated a before and after and made me feel that the Maryland bridge that he could insert plus do the cleanings of all the above. That was specific to me as a customer. Right. So if you would have said, hey, I got to refer you out for this stuff, you might have gone somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah. You know, I had to do my research. I had to call up a number of folks, get on the line. I had to do my, you know, treatment plans and go through it. And, you know, through that communication, getting me in store, it was, uh, you know, the way that he communicated, I, I, I thought was head and heels about other folks. Um, but again, I think the way to really approach uh, kind of your own practice is to think about yourself, just like putting it on a wall or, you know, putting it on the uh, store shelf. So would I, would I pick this practice? You know, if there's 20 of them and they all look identical, how how is I how how would I as a patient make the decision to pick my own practice, right? And I think some of the things that you were leaning on before, you know, like imagine creating a dental practice, and the headline said the only practice where you speak to no one to get into your seat, right? And the whole thing was automated, and you'd be like, whoa, that's not what this industry is about. But let me tell you, you would stand out because no one is doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you would you would you would stand out in a different way, and and it may or may not work. It may be awesome, may not, but that's a differentiator that would absolutely get reactions from people, right? And when I say don't work, I know you want to qualify that. What I mean by don't work, maybe it attracts the wrong people. Maybe they're too young. Maybe they're not they're right. Like so, then you dial it in, and you say, okay, we're a little bit early for this to be fully automated or all robots. Um, but like, it, there's we're starting to see this everywhere. Like McDonald's and these other places are starting to go with no man shops like they're someone's back in the back running something but it's all machines pumping things out so we're not far away from seeing something like that for sure 
Yeah, I mean, listen, the technology uh, here, younger generations, we're older. The technology in their life from a younger age is going to eventually be uh, the answer for what, you know, then older people are going to want. Um, but just to be clear, kind of to, to your point here, even when you're speaking with your customers, obviously there's the qualitative research that you want to be doing, but it's really the quantitative research too, right? You want to go into your EHR, into the equivalent of a patient experience software like NextHealth. You want to pull out your data and you want to understand who is your ICP, right? What's the average age of your patient? How often are they coming in? What types of procedures are you doing? Like those are the ways to really shell, like really understand like what does your dental practice offer to the world? Um, so there's really kind of the two sides of the coin of understanding who your general audience is, because yes, to your point, if you're, you know, your ICP average age right now is, you know, 55 to 60, no, I wouldn't recommend that your, you know, your headline H1 message of your website is the fully automated dentist. That makes absolutely no sense. But if you were to tell me that your average age of your ICP was closer between 20 and 30, and they were in, you know, the San Francisco or New York City or, LA, you know, an urban region that is tech forward, then yeah, I would tell you right on spot that, that might be worth a try right? In order to differentiate on a very crowded shelf in a grocery store, right? Define ICP and H1 for everybody. Appreciate Marketing that. Marketing term. Yeah. I hate that I did that. Um, I know customer profile, right? Who yep. is your target audience? An ICP is essentially just, you know, listing out the characteristics and really trying to create, I don't want to say a stereotype, but it's really just trying to yep. put together a one pager of saying, this is, you know, this is Bob or this is Jerry or this is, you know, Sarah. Susan, yes. Exactly, right? And you're going to say, these are the characteristics. This is on a scale of one to 10, how tech forward they are. Did they get a degree? What do you think their average salary is? What do you think their education level is? All of these things, right? Um, so it's really just uh, trying to make it so that you have a really focused idea of who you are going after. So when you're creating your marketing messages, when you're creating your scripts for your front office team to uh, communicate with that individual or with that individual in mind, it makes it so it's really tailored. So it feels like that person is right at home in your practice. So good. That's really, really good. And then Go H1 is just the, the literally the, you could, you can imagine the first seven words when you hit, you know, dentist, you know, mydentalpractice.com, right? It's, it's it, a top of your website. It's the, the main real estate. estate. It's the yep. main real estate is above, uh, you know, what people would say is above the fault. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so any, anything else down that road, as far as making sure that you're getting in touch with the, your patients, making sure that you understand who they are. Is there anything else around that, that you've kind of experienced that you've seen that people should really be focusing on? Yeah. You know, the thing that if you're, there's, there's, what should I say? And then there's distributing the, what you just came up with. Right. Um, and immediately the first things that come to mind are just like, what is your content strategy and what channels are you going to communicate your differentiation to the market? Right. And we can get into a whole conversation around what are the best social media channels and, you know, how often should you be communicating? But the thing that I find with most dentists and dental practice that I speak with is something that I think that you and I spoke about when we just did the last show on Next Health, which is that, uh, you know, classically, offices don't have time to make content. Um, and I think what people are not realizing is that, you know, with the iPhone being in the way that it is, the camera is just so tip top shape. The, the distance between you creating content and having no content is quite literally hitting the red record button on the camera app on your iPhone, right? And if you said, I don't have time, 
there is always time in a day to find about 30 seconds to one minute, right? And that one minute, all it has to be is taking your phone, recording an office manager saying, what was the best thing that happened today? Or what was a funny story that happened today? Or putting that same phone and asking for a customer who's sitting in your seat smiling because they're so happy with the procedure that you just did and say, can you just share with the world what just happened here, right? Because ultimately what ends up happening, the reason that people blame time is because deep down they're just nervous and scared that what they created isn't quote unquote good enough. Well, dentists are not, dentists are not typically your outward content creator mindset, just typically, right? That's just not the person personality types. And there's other industries like that as well. Dentists aren't the only ones that way. So they do struggle with that. And then after you get over that, then there's the process of actually taking the time to do it. Then there's the fear of looking stupid, right? Like that, that is a real thing. I know everybody always says, I, I always tell people, everybody says this, I don't care what people think, right? I don't care what people think until you go to start posting content online. When I first started posting, I literally was like, oh, I, I obviously do care. And I'm really concerned. And what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Or what is this group going to say? What are they going to, is this going to hurt us? Is this going to help us? And then I, and you have to literally like, yeah, overcome that, that, that is a big obstacle. Yeah. I mean, even when you just said that, you know, I dentist in so many ways, when you, when it comes to the procedures, you know, filling a cavity, making a tooth, they are perfectionist and they're incredible at what they do. And when you think about content, Perfect is really just hitting the 80% mark and shipping fast as opposed to holding on to that content until you, you know. Dentists don't like that, typically. I know, right? Um, So at least from, you know, something that I tell my team all the time here at Next Health is, you know, I'd rather ship the 80% mark and be people who are thinking about quantity and that the quality comes from just the number of reps that happen over a period of time as opposed to focusing on that one asset and it never shipping because you're just in your own way scared of what somebody on the other side of the post might actually think. 100%. Yep. Um, what is, uh, I'm going to, we're going to wrap this up. If someone has questions about Next Health, what you guys are doing over there, how you help dental offices, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and get some help? Um, you can either reach out to me directly at alec.goldman and nexthealth.com. Obviously happy to have a conversation and, you know, just share a little bit about what Next Health is doing. If not, if it's easier, just go to nexthealth.com. Uh, click get a demo. Even if you don't want the demo, just to ask questions. The number of people at Next Health who are just in, who've been in this industry for ages, right? We're talking anywhere between five and ten plus years. They know the nips and crannies of not just Next Health, but all the different software out there to help automate and grow a practice. You know, that is another great resource. Just the team here at Next Health, I think, is extremely wise. Um, and would be able to help just even provide thoughts. Um, let Can alone. You- and when does your podcast drop? I know you guys are dropping a podcast and I want to plug we that. Ju- we, we're doing it daily at this point. Um, so we, you know, this is something that, you know, I had to take a little bit of my own medicine here, which I was like, wow, like, is this podcast going to be any good? Like, I've only been on a handful, you know, like 10, 20 of these myself, let alone hosting. And that's a whole different skill set of asking questions. Um, so they can, you know, to tune in, obviously, we're running the How I Grew My Practice podcast where we've had the Gary Bird on our show and continue to have other dentist office managers, marketing experts. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, this industry is incredible. The, you know, speaking yeah. with dentists on a day-to-day basis is, um, far from probably what I thought I would do be doing, 
But at the end of the day, you realize that these are just individuals who are- That's who your clients oh, are. You're following your own medicine. Crazy multitaskers, right? Like for me, it's like I'm thinking about content and brand all day long. These people have to operate and do the hands and mouth type procedure during the day, but they can't shut off at night. So they have to be thinking about that during the day, but then be thinking about how am I leading my team? How am I best managing? How am I doing marketing? How am I standing out in a crowd? How am I standing out on a grocery shelf, right? Like all of those things are the things that they have to be thinking about so just like the most upward respect for the folks that we get to to serve every day, knowing how hard it is um, just to be running a practice right now. Totally. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. You did a great job. Appreciate it, Gary. Thanks for having me.